Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Surge Podcast. It's Mike, Joe, and Craig. We are here this week to bring you the latest news on the Pokemon TCG, the Pokemon events, now that we have more big live events going on. And yeah, welcome welcome to our show. Episode 155, I think. Joe, we are recording on March 16th. And we have a lot of things we're going to talk about. Nothing too groundbreaking, but a lot of new cards. Some events from a tournament that happened over the weekend, and some discussion about a tournament coming up. Before we begin all of that, how are you doing on this Wednesday evening? I think it's said Thursday, but it's Wednesday. Uh, I'm doing fine. I just got off of work not too long ago. I stayed a little extra longer because the student I have actually unlocked their belongings in their locker, so we're trying to get it open for a half hour. So, Did you ever like, do that in school by accident? Like, get your locker jammed? No, we we had lockers, but I never locked mine. So I went to a small Catholic school, and uh, like we had eighty kids in the whole high school, complete. So it was a small high school. So if someone stole something, you knew pretty quickly who it was. He just didn't lock his locker. That no is one crazy did. Talk. No one cared. That's true. I went to a I went to a school of like seventeen hundred people. So that was you didn't know any everybody, right? I knew every single person in that high school. So like, right, if someone stole something. Someone found out and someone knew about it and it got around. Hey, that's facts. That's facts. How are you doing otherwise, though? Um, I know a little adrenaline rush because I got that locker open because I never opened up a locker with those combination things. You had to turn the dial. You I learned how to adrenaline rush. Yeah, I learned something like different today. You're like, I am hopped up on energy, dude. I just opened a locker. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Like, well, I I never grew up with those things, so I learned how to do the like locker combination thing like maybe a year and a half ago. That's a you learn something new, keep your brain keep your brain working, right? Keep it active. I do like doing like escape room stuff, so like whenever I had locker combination stuff, I always give it to someone else. That's tough, man. That's tough. But now you know. And so now yeah. we can we can end the show now knowing Joe does know how to open a locker, and apparently, beforehand, if I wanted to keep anything from you, all I had to do was put it in a locker. I can no, give you the I'm, combination, I'm... it just would have been stuck in there. No. <laughs> so, you get your adrenaline rush from opening lockers, so it sounds like you're doing alright. We are recording a little later in the day than usual, but you know, we were feeling it, this was a good day to do it. We were thinking about waiting till Thursday, but I think it just kind of fits right now. Joe, we had a official Pokemon event happen over the weekend. Like, an actual event. Allegedly. Allegedly. There was no <laughs> stream. Um, Brisbane Regionals did actually happen. It had 150 players, and there was not an official stream for it, but we did get some updated news via Twitter, via some other resources. I do have the top 16, at least the deck archetypes that were played. We're mainly going to focus on the top eight, top four, and top two, but you know we get to talk about a tournament again, at least on a on a basic level. So last weekend, the top eight went as follows. Again, this is a 150 person regional, obviously a lot smaller than we typically see. That being said, though, this is traditionally a smaller regional, and it's the first like big big one back since the pandemic kind of kind of took its hold on things. The top eight goes as follows. 
We had going into top eight four mu v maxes, two Arceus, well, three Arceus v stars, I should say. Two of them were Arceus Duraldon, one of them was Arceus uh, Dark Box Inteleon, which I want to see that list. I don't have it in front of me right now, but I would love to see it. And then the other deck in the top eight was we had one Arceus V-Star with Suicune. So, essentially, it came down to Arceus versus Mew. And that's pretty much what it was. And going into the event, if you had to ask me about two decks that I thought were at the top or that were going to be the most played, I mean, is it that shocking to say that those were the two? Um, not really. Uh, I knew that they were getting some hype for Arceus. I know Mew's been around for a while. I would hope and thought that the the meta in the top eight would be a little more diverse. But it is what it is. Uh, I think from what I saw from the infograph, and correct me if I'm wrong, I could be wrong in this, but I thought I saw it was like 150 people total at the whole event. So I can only imagine that a good majority of them played either Arceus or Mew, because it is a popular deck. It's pretty consistent on both ends. Correct. So I'm not super like surprised by it, but I was I was more hopeful that things were a little more diverse. Yeah, I mean, but but if you think about it, top eight had four Mews and four Arceus. However, Arceus kind of has that Zorak effect where two of them were Duraldons, one of them was a Suicune variant, and the other one was a Dark Box. Yeah. You know, so so while the Muse kind of take over things and the headlining cards take over things. This is kind of giving Zoroark vibes and I'm okay with it because, yeah. you know, if you're going to have a card that's centralizing, have it be splashable. And that's what RCS is, right? Yeah, it seems pretty splashable. Um, and then I'll, as we talk here, I'm going to look up the price of it to see the feasibility in terms of how, uh, how cost effective the actual, well, uh, archetype is that's a different conversation. I mean, I think Zora got some couple reprints and made its way down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, RCS right now V Star is $34 is the lowest listing. And you know, we had V V Stars and V Maxes like that before too, like Shadow Rider, Dragapult at a point. You know what I mean? Like there were cards that have been up there. Yeah. So I can only imagine based on the popularity of this card and also it's RCS that. I can only expect a box or a ting coming out within the next couple months. That'd be really cool, Pokemon. They seem to be on that trend. I uh, I saw the Mew list from the champion, Natalie Miller, that won with Mew. Uh, and I should say that Mew ended up winning the actual event. It was the same 60 as the top four Mew that didn't win, the top 16 Mew and a top 32. So there were a couple people, as it is typically, that played the same 60. The Mew decks are the ones that are a little kind of like boring i mean it's a really strong card and i'm not gonna bash it at all but you know it played your muse your genesex two miluettas and an oricorio and then it played four rotom phone four cramomatic and four battle vip pass four ultra balls four quick balls it was very much get your stuff play your card you're good to go it only had six supporters of the deck three bosses orders and three elsa sparkles i don't know why but i just got a headache from that Seriously, like six supporters. Six supporters and 20 search cards, essentially. This Mew VMAX deck just had a ton of search cards. And I mean, all you really need is Genesect and Mew, right? 
Yeah. And you get a couple energy down and you're moving. So it's it almost reminds me of like the Zacia lists where you had like 16 core cards and then just four ofs to get those 16 cards. Yep. That's efficiency at its finest. Yeah, it, it played a couple choice belts, um, played some escape ropes, Rose Tower. Escape rope is a really strong combo card early on with Elsa Sparkle. Just being able to set up some really quick knockouts. It's very, very quick. It's very, very much like the the speed is a little different than like a Pikachu Zekrom, like a Reshazard, but it can hit so quick, so fast that it's no question why Mew is the highest played deck. I'm just excited to see it go against Arceus for the meantime because I'm so happy to see that Arceus is around and gives me Zoroark vibes because it really it opens up possibilities for each card that comes out, kind of like Zoroark did. And although they're expensive right now, I can't complain with the fact that a card like that exists in the format, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what they're going to do past that, who knows if the archetypes are going to continue to expand, but you imagine as every card comes out, people are going to test it with Arceus, right? Or at least think about it. Yeah, if it really comes to that. So it's hard for me to comment completely on the situation. I'm just looking at a set list and the results. Um, what really helped with my analysis in the past, besides playing the decks, which I don't have access to Arceus, I have access to Mew, but I think my biggest hindrance of understanding the complete... I, I'm going to be completely honest. Understanding the complete meta for me at this point in time is based on like what I can read about the cards and how things kind of interact. Um, But figuring out the flow of priority uh, movement of things. Yeah, I could be looking at some streamers and things like that and some maybe online tournaments that are going. But I learned the most when I watched the overhead live competition. So, like, this weekend, unfortunately, I work, but usually I can find a replay of the streams that are coming out this weekend. Uh, where I forgot where the regional is at. Uh, it'll give me Salt Lake a, City. Salt Lake City. I'll have a better understanding of how some of those decks flow. Right. And that kind of brings us into that point that the next regional will be streamed. They did announce that. So we'll finally get to see that again. You know, you get to see, like you said, the interactions, the flow of the game. Otherwise, even when we were playing heavily pre-pandemic, that's still how you learn. Because you didn't play every deck you saw on, on the stream, but you got to see how different pros and players interacted with those cards. Yeah, because I'm a visual learner that way, so I get to figure out what is being sought at for, what needs to be prioritized on your side of the board and on your opponent's side of the board. Um, like I didn't mind how you handle things in a pandemic. That's it is what it is because of the situation. But whenever I like to look at PTCGO and watching those tournaments, I just felt awful watching it. And I had honestly little interest in looking at it because it's PTCGO, the pre-recorded, um, they did the best they can with it, but it just lowered my interest because Pokemon for me is a social interaction game. So without having that social interaction of person face to face reacting, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can see sometimes the nerves on people. I can see the excitement and tell. I can see how rushed certain plays are because you have the clock in PTCGO, right? So a lot All of right. players took advantage of that, where clock management in real life is i don't know some tournaments they had you let you use a clock some tournaments they didn't let you have a clock before so you had to kind of keep in mind your time 
without a clock in front of you. Right. That's how life real life playing is, right? And yeah, so you, you I, I missed that. I missed that tempo and pacing that you would see in, in person. So that lets me know how much of a priority to hey, okay, I'm rushing to do this. this is the correct decision to make. So I know off the bat saying, okay, priority wise, this is need to be played first and then this. That's yeah. how I learned a lot better. Where you get that 15 second timer each play. So you can just sit there and think about it without someone saying, judge, rush, or playing too slow, right? True. So I I think we'll have a better honestly analysis of the meta after this weekend, probably next week for our next show. Um, but like I said, I, I, I think I'm going to get so much more information and value out of this weekend. And it'll also be interesting to see how people react to the Arceus kind of splashes. I, I think I think people knew full well about Mew and kind of what Mew could offer. But Arceus is still fresh in the mind of things, and we got to see a couple more combinations. So I'm expecting to see a little more Arceus Ice Rider. I might see, I wouldn't be shocked to see some Arceus mixed in with some psychic types. I think that there's a lot of different ways we can still play this card. And that regional might be a really cool opportunity to see what people have mm-hmm. in store with a card like that. So it's, I'm with you. Being more visual is always better for me. So I, I, I'm excited to see kind of kind of how that looks we can move into the rest of the show though the plan today we have a lot of cards that got released they're kind of more on the smaller end um before i get to that we do have some product that got revealed that is worth noting um we did see that cleavor is getting a v-star premium collection you can't quite tell everything on this card i don't know the hp we do see that for a fighting colorless it does 60 damage to one of your probably opponents benched v which I'm hoping it does damage as well because it's two energy on a V-Star. Uh, and it's V-Star power for one fighting. We know it's called Rampaging Star, and it looks like it says this attack does 30 damage for each Pokemon in your discard pile. Now, it could be both discard piles. It could be opponent's discard pile. We don't really know yet. But we at least know that it's accumulated. It has to do with the discard. <laughs> yeah. It's a discard and a cumulative. Yeah, we, we see that um, the Cleavor V hits for 40 and 150. Cleavor V stars 270 HP. There's, there's things we know, but this is a card we'll go into probably in more detail when we actually get the scan of the full card itself. Is that fair? That's fair. The other news is we did finally get to see what the product lineup looks like for the Pokemon Go mini set. That look like those fake cards. Oh, God. Um, we are getting ETBs, V Battle Decks, Premium Collections. They're doing the whole thing for this. We are probably going to be getting this July, August time, somewhere along then, um, for, for all of the products at least. I know we're getting the ETBs and things like that on July 1st. So that's when that mini set will be hitting. We don't quite know what's in it yet, but I'm. I'm super intrigued, man. Like, yeah. are these just going to be normal-looking cards, and they're going to make them look all goofy and stuff? Um, I wonder if there's going to be screenshots from Pete uh, from Pokemon Go. Dude, I I hope they're so weird. Look, I like. I don't even mean this in a joking way. I hope they're different. <sighs> like some twist, like an e-reader type thing. Like, I'm hoping it's an e-reader type thing, but if it's not. Honestly, I'm not too excited about it right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm looking to see what it looks like. That's the biggest thing. It's just like, okay, what do these cards look like? Because it's a specialty set. Could there be some meta-defining card? Sure. Am I expecting that? No. So it's just something we uh, know about, and we'll see from, from there. Now we get to the cards. I'm going to try to be in order, but I probably will still jump around. Um, we're going to start with some Vs and Vmaxes that got revealed. These are cards that are going to be coming out as a part of our Astral Radiance set in May. We have a V in Weirdeer. Weirdeer V is a colorless 220 HP basic, has the ability Opening Road. Once during your turn, when this Pokemon moves from your bench to become your active, you may move any number of energy from your other Pokemon onto it. For three colorless, Psy Shield Bash, 40 damage, and does 40 damage times the amount of energy attached to this Pokemon. Speak to fighting and a retreat of two. I'm going to be honest, Joe. I read this card and was like, eh. And then I read it again, like right now, and I'm sold. I'm sold as well. This is a good card. There, There is so much synergy with this card with other things. They just... Pokemon has been giving us some fire colorless cards lately. And this is up there, man. Like, this is Blissey Which is another great thing. Energy acceleration with attack. And if you want to swap out because it's starting to get hit hard, you swap it with the Beardier V, right? You move all the energy up. It can be paired up with uh, Galarian Surfetched V. Um, so, like, there's plenty of combinations out there. Well, it's not even the the heavy energy combination cards. It's just the fact that you can take all your energy from all different places and attack it and have it all come to one spot. Mm-hmm. Didn't the old Heatran do that? Uh, for fire energy. For fire energy, right. This is any number of energy on your other Pokemon, right? So you can do special, you can do regular. Right. And and sure, it's colorless, but this is a good card, man. There's not even an argument for it. It's not thrilling it's not like holy crap but it's this is such a good one of in almost any deck that you think of that uses v's and v star and a decent amount of energy yeah like yeah i'm in do we need to say anything more about this card Uh uh-uh it's good yeah weird dear v we're out here for you we're big fans and speaking of heatran the other card that was revealed was heatran v and v max heatran v is a 220 hp basic fire type for one, fire and a colorless hot burn, 30 damage, your opponent's active is poisoned. And for two, fire and a colorless lava fall, 90 damage, and if you have a stadium card in play, which, you know, probably do, this attack does 90 more. Speak to water and has a retreat of three. Heatran VMAX is 330 HP, has the ability lava enhancement. Once during your turn, if you have a stadium in play, you may heal 50. For two, fire and a colorless, 180, and your opponent's active is burned. Weak to water and has a retreat of four. I'm pretty, like, whatever on this card, but what are your thoughts? Uh, I would agree with you. I'm neutral about it. We know it's a heavy Pokemon, so a heavy retreat costs three and four, respectively. So it's, uh, it's something that I will not use it's something that i won't really pay attention to and i don't really think even though it, i think it's above average i still don't think i'll see play at all 
It's about as close to the average line as you can get. Yeah. It's serviceable. Like, hey, I like Heatran. Cool. Heatran's an available card that you may be okay with. Right. It's like, okay, yes, stadiums are out a lot, so you heal. Yes, like, there's a lot of things that are reasonable, but nothing that's impressive. No. So that like I like the I like the lava enchantment or enhancement. Yeah, it's cool. Like it's like okay, sustain. Uh, All right. I don't hate it. Yeah, that's kind of how we're at. So maybe people are a fan of it, but it's it's not gonna. It's not not gonna shake up the meta. No, not even close. Um, But I'm probably gonna say that, and now it's gonna eat my words later. But (laughs) I I don't think so. But we'll see. Heatran Weird Deer. There you go. Next up, the Lake Spirits got revealed. These cards are kind of all bad, so we're not even going to cover them. Um, but a stadium did get paired with it, and you and I have two different opinions on this card. Temple of Sinnoh. This is a stadium card that states, each special energy attached to your Pokemon in play, attached to a Pokemon, I should say, provide colorless energy and have no other effect. So... You take the special energy centralized format we're in, aka Mu V Max and cards like that, and you say all those special energies are now colorless. So any damage boost, any type changes, those are all gone. And you know, initially I thought that, you know, okay, more more disruption. I'm fine with it. But you had a stance that I actually tend to agree with as we had our conversation, so I want you to share how you feel about this card. Okay. So, just double-checking view VMAX. Does it really affect VMAX? Right? Cross-fusion strikes too colorless anyway, so does it really matter? No. Can I use Max Miracle? Probably not. Can I use the end special energies on Genesect V? Probably not, but I still have my option with Mew. So is it really affecting View Me Max? I don't think it's as much as you think it would. Um my initial thought with this this whole stadium, and again, prefacing that now that I mentioned and came to the realization that I don't have as gra- good grasp on the meta as I, I thought I did. And I think it's fair to say that I don't, based on the reasons I said earlier. Um, okay. But having a conversation with one of the listeners, Nick, who plays more frequently, plays on Wednesdays at our local card shop, and more than I have, and you have probably in person, you get to see and interact and see how things are going and how prevalent it actually is. So I had to back up my statement a little bit. Um, I, I don't hate it as much as I used to. Um, I'm still not great in the favorable side of it because it doesn't really affect me, which you thought you're going to affect. But everybody's using between four to nine, uh, four to nine, four to ten uh, uh, special energy cards. So like, it's going to stop your capture energies. It's going to stop your speed energies. It's going to stop your uh, hiding energies, things like that. So it's going to stop those more specialty ones. Um, but like I said, it's going to count as a colorless for Mew. Does that really matter? No, because colorless, because Mew's colorless fusion strike is too colorless anyway, so who cares? Right. Um, I just found it completely unnecessary. I wonder if it's going to ruin the, the tempo of the game, but 
um is like i mentioned with in our conversation previously it's like adding buffs and nerfs to games like right any like moba whatever you have patch updates like i just kind of wish pokemon would think more in that way it's like okay we this is the complete meta right now what can we do to shake it up and this is probably actually a decent thought uh bench barrier i don't think affected the meta as much as it should be did it change a couple things yeah but it doesn't i don't think it really shakes up the thing the the whole meta but this this one actually can in a different way and i don't know if it's for the good or bad right now um we'll see those time tells but for me i think it's a shake up for a slight bad because i think it will slow down the pace of the game yeah i am it definitely slows it down uh you are correct about the UV Max thing. You know, it, it, it I guess, it impacts like more like the Meloettas and things like that. So maybe, it's not. Yeah, maybe Meloettas. Um, I don't know if the like turbo energies and things like that will that count instead of two as one instead? It'll count as one. Okay. So like it'll stop Arceus a little bit, maybe. Well, Mew plays that as well. So it's not like a huge hindrance, but it does. Like you said, it slows things down. Mm-hmm. So maybe not stops things, but slows things. And I do agree with your point of, you know, hopefully it doesn't change the tempo. It is a card that's not centralizing, not toxic is the word, but you're right. It could kind of put a break on the speed of things. Which, so, again, maybe it's a lot faster than I think it is, but I think it's at a decent pace now. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to, I guess we'll just have to see how it goes, though. Mm-hmm. Moving on from there, we have, uh, I guess we'll we'll go with a little gimmicky cards. So we got the Poliwag line. Poliwag, Poliwhirl, Poliwrath, and Politoed. The first three, the Kanto Evolution line, pretty mundane. But Politoed's really interesting. Politoed of Awesome Poliwhirl has 140 HP and is a water type. It's second attack, water two colorless, 100 flat is fine. It's weak to lightning, retreat to two. But its first attack for a double colorless is King's Dance. King's Dance does 10 damage. If there's a Poliwag on your bench, it does 60 more. If there's a Poliwhirl on your bench, it does 90 more. And if there's a Poliwrath on your bench, it does 120 more. And based on the text and cards we've had like this in the past, yes, they do stack. So if you have all three included, you are hitting for a total of 280 for a double colorless. Before you kind of share your opinion, I know this card isn't great, but I love this gimmick. I just do. I think it's a really fun, like, PTCG live deck to play on a ladder. It just sounds like a lot of fun to try to play. Do I don't know you, what your feelings are. I would be curious to see how it faces with... Uh, I think this might be a decent combination with uh, Torterra. Oh. Because Torterra relies on evolution lines. Um, I gotta double check with the Grottle. Grottle, is, is it only grass Pokemon? Or is it... It's grass know. Pokemon. Mm. Thing. Like if Grottle was able to do evolution Pokemon, this would be fire. <laughs> yeah. 
You're right, it would. But yeah, it's just grass Pokemon. So I guess it's not a huge partner for it, but I just think this is so fun. That's about it. I know it's not great, but it's a really fun card. It's cheesy. Um, it's cool. It, it's cheesy, and, and I like that sometimes Pokemon does dive into that cheesy side of things because you want to bring a deck on a Saturday to goof around with. This is a perfect one. I just think it's a fun card. That's that's kind of all I want to say about it. Like I could see myself being bored and just building it on the ladder online, mm-hmm. just plugging through like ten games of it and just having fun. Like wait until I hit that one game where you hit for two eighty and it's just a blast. <laughs> I'm just ready for it. Um, the other kind of gimmicky, not necessarily evil line, but but species I should say is the Reggies. Each Reggie got printed. And I could go through each one. The original three of an attack called Regigate for one colorless where you search your deck for a basic Pokemon. And then you have Regilecki and Regidrago that kind of do their own different thing. Regilecki for a colorless puts an item card from your discard pile into your hand. For two lightning and a colorless, you discard two lightning and does 120 to a bench Pokemon. And Regidrago for a grass fire and colorless hits for 160. And has an ability where if this is your active, you can draw until you have four in hand. It's capped at one during its turn. So you kind of have these weird gimmicky cards. And then you have Regigigas. 150 HP has the ability Ancient Wisdom. Once during your turn, if you have all five Regis in play, search your deck for up to three energy cards and attach them to one of your Pokemon. Discard pile. Discard pile, sorry. For five colorless, because you know... You're attaching three, not five. Giganto Break, 150, and if your opponent's active is a VMAX, it does 150 more. Joe, there is so much wrong with these cards, but the two things I want to point to are, one, 300 doesn't knock out a VMAX. Not only the fact that it's two energy more than the ability gets you. Uh-huh. Maybe four energy would be fine, because at least you attach. Well, it doesn't say a basic energy card, it just says energy cards. True. Uh, but then uh, they gave our, original our energy free retreat. I don't know why Pokemon does this. Why do they hate Regilecki so much? If I'm not mistaken, Regilecki is the fastest Pokemon in the game. And it, they gave it the same retreat cost as all of the other ones. But you know what? Make him come back for a comeback instead. Regidraco Cherum. God, dude. This still hits 160, right? Two-shotting. You have a draw ability now. That's true. You've now enhanced Regidrago Cherum, you fool's Pokemon. (laughs) You have now enhanced the greatest (laughs) secret deck of all time. So, like, I'm actually kind of excited how much Regidrago Cherum will be boosted now. You know, it'll probably be boosted as much as a Regidrago Cherum deck could be, but we'll just... We'll it's it, it's out. it's basically you're not banging your head against the wall anymore trying to wait for draw cards. Right, that's about it's, all. Because usually with Dragon Drago, my biggest problem was like I can't draw anymore. <laughs> right, you just run out of cards and you're like, oh, this kind of sucks. So I guess that is what it is. Um, yeah, they're bad, but I guess Reggie Drago is cool, so we'll move on from those. Um, we had a Hisuian Arcanine line. They're pretty mundane. Growlithe for a colorless attack, like or a zero energy attack. Flip a coin of heads, you can't hit it. Pursuing an Arcanine is a fighting type card, and its notable attack is for two fighting a colorless. Scorching Horn, 80 plus 80 
if this has a fire energy attached and it burns your opponent's active. Pretty crappy, right? Yeah. And then we kind of have our last two cards here. We have Cresselia, 120 HP Psychic Basic, one Psychic Moon Reveal, move two damage counters from each of your Pokemon onto your opponents. A fun little gimmicky move. And then you have a Switch Cart, which is probably the most interesting... Interesting isn't the right word. The most... uh... I can't even think of the right word, so I'm just going to read what the card does. It's an item card that allows you to switch your active with one of your benched, and if you do, you heal 30 from your Pokemon that you move to the bench. So it's a switch, and you heal the card that's switched to the bench. This is just better switch, right? Yeah. It's, uh... It's not. It's 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 weird to say. Is it's not really necessary, but sure. Okay, we'll take it. <laughs> it's not necessary, but totally welcomed. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, at the end of the year, usually or Christmas time as a teacher, you know, you get like those uh, like gift cards from kids or chocolate or whatever. Right. You know, it's like unnecessary, but thank you. We'll take it. Yeah, I mean, like this is probably the most relevant card we've read about today. <laughs> And it just, it's just silly. Like, it didn't need it, but okay, we'll take it. Yeah, and it doesn't feel relevant, because you're right, you don't need it. Like, I'm happy just switching, but if you want to give me 30, sure. But, like, now when are you going to play Switch over this? Like, ever? Probably not. Four carts, two regular Switch? Like, you normally play, like, two Switch in a deck, so, like, okay, I just play two carts now, right? Yeah. So, all right, you've now replaced one of the most playable cards in the game's history. Good job, Pokemon. I mean, and that pretty much leads us to the end. So, to kind of recap, talked about the last event that happened over the weekend in MUV Max and RZUS V-Star. We had a couple new products and some cards come out, most notable being Temple of Sinnoh, Switch Cart, Weirdier V. There's some really cool stuff to kind of dive into. And then we look forward to this weekend. Salt Lake City. Are you excited to watch the replays because you won't be watching it live? Uh, I might be able to catch the end of the day because you just felt like City is a couple of different times over from us. So assuming start time, I might catch the tail end of it, maybe watch a little bit during lunch. It's just, I'm just glad to have it all back, dude. I don't even care when I get to watch it. Yeah, it, it'll give me that opportunity to learn more in depth on how these decks like i know the ground premise and how the decks run but i'm more excited to learn the intricacies of everybody's reactions and how they play with it i agree and and kind of as we say that it's time to head out so thank you all for listening the way you do each and every week and for supporting us and what we do this is something we love doing so any and every support we get is appreciated we hope that you enjoy the regional coming up this weekend. Enjoy watching or playing if you're traveling and whatever you're doing. And with that all said, we will see you next time.